Section number 18 of Slave Narratives, a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves. Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Darkeith Lofton. Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves. Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. By Various. John C. Beckham. My name is John C. Beckham. I was born October 7th, 1862 near Fayetteville, Cumberland County, North Carolina. My father's name was Simon Beckham. He was 86 years of age when he died. He died in 1910 at Fayetteville, North Carolina. My mother's name was Harriet Beckham. She died in 1907, May 23rd, when she was 70 years old. My brothers were named Ed, Cato, and Willie. I was third of the boys. My sisters were Lucy, Anne, and Alice. My father first belonged to Robert Wooden of Craven County, North Carolina. Then he was sold by the Woodsons to the Beckhams of Wayne County near Goldsboro, the county seat. My mother first belonged to the McNeils of Cumberland County. Miss Mary McNeil married a McFadden and her parents gave my mother to Miss Mary. Miss Mary's daughter in time married Ezekiel King, and my mother was then given to her by Miss Mary McFadden, her mother. Miss Lizzie McFadden became a king. My grandmother was named Lucy Murphy. She belonged to the Murphys. All the slaves were given off to children of the family as they married. My father and mother told me stories of how they were treated at different places. When my grandmother was with the Murphys, they would make her get up and begin burning logs and new grounds before daybreak. They also made her plow, the same as any of the men on the plantation. They plowed till dusk dark before they left the fields to come to the house. They were not allowed to attend any dances or parties unless they slipped off unknown. They had candy pulling sometimes, too. While they would be there, the paddle rollers would visit them. Sometimes the paddle rollers whipped all they caught at this place all they set their hands on, unless they had a pass. They fed us mighty good. The food was well cooked. They gave the slaves an acre of ground to plant, and they could sell the crop and have the money. The work on this acre was done on moonshiny nights and holidays. Sometimes slaves would steal the marshal's chickens or a hog and slip off to another plantation and have it cooked. We had plenty of clothes and one pair of shoes a year. You had to take care of them because you only got one pair a year. They were given at Christmas every year. The clothes were made on the plantation. There were corn mills on the plantation and rice mills and threshing machines. The plantation had about 300 acres in farmland. The enclosure was three miles. My master lived in a fine house. It took a year to build it. There were about 16 rooms in it. We slaves called it the Great House. Some of the slaves ran away and finally reached Ohio. 
there was no jail on the plantation. Sometimes the overseer would whip us. The kings had no overseers. King beat his slaves with a stick. I remember seeing him do this as well as I can see that house over there. He became blind. An owl scratched him in the face when he was trying to catch him, and his face got into such a fix he went to Philadelphia for treatment, but they could not cure him. He finally went blind. I've seen him beat his slaves after he was blind. I remember it well. He beat him with a stick. He was the most sensitive man you ever see. He ran a store. After he was blind, you could hand him a piece of money and he could tell you what it was. There were no churches on the plantation, but prayer meetings were held in the quarters. Slaves were not allowed to go to the white folks' church unless they were coach drivers, etc. No, sir, not in that community. They taught the slaves the Bible. The children of the marshal would go to private school. We small Negro children looked after the babies and the cradles and other young children. When the white children studied their lessons, I studied with them. When they wrote in the sand, I wrote in the sand too. The white children and not the master or mistress is where I got started in learning to read and write. We had corn chuckings, candy pullings, dances, prayer meetings. We went to camp meeting on camp meeting days in August when the crops were laid by. We played games of high jump, jumping over the pole held by two people, wrestling, leapfrog, and jumping. We sang the songs, Go Tell Aunt Patsy. Some folks say a nigger won't steal. I caught six in my cornfield. Run, nigger, run. The powder rollers catch you. Run, nigger, run, like you did the other day. When slaves got sick, Marster looked after them. He gave them blue mass and castor oil. Dr. McDuffie also treated us. Dr. McSwain vaccinated us for smallpox. My sister died with it. When the slaves died, Marster buried them. They dug a grave with a tomb in it. I do not see any of them now. The slaves were buried in a plain box. The Marsters married the slaves without any papers. All they did was to say, perhaps to Jane and Frank, Frank, I pronounce you and Jane man and wife. But the woman did not take the name of her husband. She kept the name of the family who owned her. I remember seeing the Yankees near Fayetteville. They shot a bombshell at Wheeler's Calvary, and it hit near me and buried in the ground. Wheeler's Calvary came first and ransacked the place. They got all the valuables they could and burned the bridge, the covered bridge over Cape Fear River. But when the Yankees got there, they had a pontoon bridge to cross on. All those provision wagons and such. When they passed our place, it was in the morning. They nearly scared me to death. They passed right by our door, Sherman's army. They began passing, so the white folks said, at 9 o'clock in the morning. At 9 o'clock at night, they were passing our door on foot. They said there were 250,000 of them passed. Some camped in my master's old field. A Yankee caught one of my master's shoats and cut off one of the hindquarters, gave it to me, and told me to carry and give it to my mother. I was so small I could not tote it, so I drug it to her. I called her when I got in hollering distance of the house and she came and got it. 
The Yankees called us Johnny, Dinah, Bill, and other funny names. They beat their drums and sang songs. One of the Yankees sang Rockabye Baby. At that time, Jeff Davis' money was plentiful. My mother had about $1,000. It was so plentiful, it was called Jeff Davis Shucks. My mother had bought a pair of shoes, and it put them in a chest. A Yankee came and took the shoes and wore them off, leaving his in their place. They told us we were free. Sometimes the marshal would get cruel to the slaves if they acted like they were free. Matt Holmes, a slave, was wearing a ball and chain as a punishment for running away. Marster Ezekiel King put it on him. He has slept in the bed with me, wearing that ball and chain. The cuff had embedded in his leg. It was swollen so. This was right after the Yankees came through. It was March, the 9th of March, when the Yankees came through. Matt Holmes had run away with the ball and chain on him and was in the woods then. He had out staying with us at night until August. Then my mother took him to the Yankee garrison at Fayetteville. A Yankee officer then took him to a blacksmith shop and had the ball and chain cut off his leg. The marsters would tell the slaves to go to work, that they were not free, that they still belonged to them. But one would drop out and leave, then another. There was little work done on the farm, and finally, most of the slaves learned they were free. Abraham Lincoln was one of the greatest men that ever lived. He was the cause of us slaves being free, no doubt about that. I didn't think anything of Jeff Davis. He tried to keep us in slavery. I think slavery was an injustice, not right. Our privilege is to live right and live according to the teachings of the Bible, to treat our fellow man right. To do this, I feel we should belong to some religious organization and live as near right as we know how. The overseers and paddle rollers in a time of slavery were called poor white trash by the slaves. On the plantations, not everyone, but some of the slaveholders would have some certain slave women reserved for their own use. Sometimes children almost white would be born to them. I have seen many of these children. Sometimes the child would be said to belong to the overseer, and sometimes it would be said to belong to the master. End of section 18.